0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Minash. On today's show, we're talking about central bank digital currency. This is the so-called digital dollar. Cryptocurrency started as a way to get transaction costs down to zero to enable microtransactions online without the costs associated with a Visa or MasterCard transaction. Well, now governments want to get in the game. There's a lot of opposition to digital currency from a privacy standpoint, and rightly so. On today's show, we're going to examine some of those issues with programmable currency. There's no question that governments have to respond to cryptocurrency or risk losing control of the monetary system. China has already implemented their system and outlawed cryptocurrency. The UK Prime Minister has come out and declared recently his goal of making the UK the leading clearinghouse for settlement of digital transactions on a global basis, and the U.S. is now playing catch-up instead of leading the world. With the U.S. dollars, the world reserve currency, the U.S. cannot afford to lose its lead when it comes to monetary matters. Well, the New York Fed is currently undergoing a trial of a prototype digital currency system, and that trial is involving payment processors like Visa, MasterCard, along with a few hand-picked financial institutions like Citibank and J.P. Morgan Chase. Programmable money could be very powerful. That could mean extraordinary convenience, but it also means extraordinary risk. In order for money to be money, it has to be both a store of value and a means of exchange. A currency, on the other hand, is simply a means of exchange. And programmable currency is just that. It's currency. Now, we have precedents today where credit rating agencies make judgments about you and I using a subset of data about your financial life. If you're seen as having a higher credit risk, you can expect to pay a higher interest rate. If you're consistently 90 days late in paying your bills, you can expect to pay more. We accept that as normal in our world. Now, the issuer of that currency has so much more data about you than ever before. You might argue that banks today have an equivalent amount of data about you, and that's true, but they're not allowed to use it. Government, on the other hand, gets to make the rules. We know the companies like Amazon and Google know a tremendous amount of information about you. They market to you all the time based on that information. They know what advertisements are likely to be most effective on you. They know that, for example, advertisements about fly fishing rods would be wasted on me, so I don't see any ads for fly fishing rods. I do get ads for things related to sailing, but that's because I'm an avid sailor. But what if government starts to look at your spending habits? and determines that because you have a tendency to order pizza at 2 a.m., you're emotionally less stable, and therefore, you should pay a higher interest rate. What if your access to credit is linked to being an avid supporter of the party that's currently in power? What if you're a few pounds overweight, and your digital wallet limits the kind of food that you can buy? What if some well-intentioned bureaucrat thinks it would be a good idea to stimulate the economy, And they issue currency that appears in your wallet, but it has an expiration. You have to spend it by Black Friday or it disappears from your wallet. Today, the central bank is dealing with financial institutions and they regulate the banking system. But in the world of central bank digital currency, the central bank deals directly with each citizen. We're talking about software that has been programmed with specific algorithms to behave a certain way. We have all witnessed or maybe even experienced difficulty with social media companies making decisions about content that is perfectly acceptable under the Constitution. Our constitutional rights are being infringed upon, and it seems there's nothing you can do about it. Well, what happens when a software algorithm starts monkeying around in your digital wallet? What happens when that algorithm is a learning algorithm of the type that we see using artificial intelligence? Will the judgment about whether you order pizza at 2 a.m. or frequent the same bar on a Friday night be used to make monetary decisions about you. Maybe they'll correlate your spending habits with those of your spouse. They might conclude that your relationship is in trouble as a result of your spending habits. And if you have higher than average chance of divorce, they might consider that you're now a bad credit risk. You will find that most people tasked with programming these systems would not allow these types of algorithms to be implemented. Most people are not sociopaths. But statistically, sociopaths do exist. They make up a small percentage of the population. And there are clear examples of people who hold positions of power that could be described as sociopaths. And it's only a matter of time before the potential power of these software algorithms gets used to engineer social behavior. Digital programmable currency is definitely in our future. As citizens, we could experience this as a futuristic dream or as a dystopian nightmare. Now is the time to start lobbying politicians for a privacy bill of rights surrounding financial transactions. And without those protections in place, governments the world over could use digital currency as a way to monitor compliance with preferred behaviors and ultimately to engineer society, culture, and politics. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.